All right, take two. How goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. Again, we had some technical difficulties earlier. I'm here with my crypto Twitter bro, bro, Crypto Joey. He's here from uh, SafeX or SafeEth. Uh, it's it's a ERC twenty token. He's gonna get into that, but we wanted to talk a little bit about him, the space, and etc. Sorry, I'm a little disheveled. We just had to restart the uh, live stream, so I got my eyes on head all over the place over here. Uh, Joey, while I'm fixing everything on the live stream, why don't you go ahead introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit about how you got into this space with cryptocurrencies. I will try again. <laughs> okay, I'm Joey Crypto. I'm the CEO of SafeF, like Ethereum, Safe Ethereum. Uh, we are an ERC-20 uh, smart contract based off of uh, Salt Lending. Um, our platform will be coming around um, hopefully in the near future here. Um, and what we are trying to do is create uh, automated decentralized lending uh, that has self-paying off loans. Um, the way we're doing this is taking collateral um, that produces dividends so that those dividends actually pay your payments off. Uh, the idea behind it is pretty much, wouldn't it be nice to buy that new car and not make the payments? Um, pretty simple as that. Uh, we're going to extend it out even beyond that, but this is just like the small beginnings of things. So uh, we're going to start off with like consumer lending. I think that's the best way. That's interesting. All right. So what inspired all this? Like where, where's the beginnings of this start from? The beginnings. The beginnings start uh, from a Ouija board, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, we kind of started that in the last, but I'll get back into it because we got cut off early. So back in 2012, um, you know, we had a Ouija board and it was telling us some cool stuff. And, you know, some of the stuff was right. And we tested it out um, come 2015. It had told us to get into Bitcoin, um, and we said, okay, you know, and then it told us to buy Ethereum as well. So uh, it also told us to buy Ripple. It told us to buy a few other tokens too. Oh, uh, man, and it said Fact Ripple. Like, bad, yeah. bad Ouija. I know. I didn't like <laughs> Ripple either. I'm not a fan of Ripple. Let's not even get into that one because uh, Ripple is the banks, you know, but it did say it was going to do well, you know, and we bought it in uh, sub, sub a penny. So I couldn't complain, you know. Nice. So um, how long have you been in this space? Uh, since 2015, you know. Uh, probably the summer of 2015 is when we started buying heavily. It was around 250 a Bitcoin. Yeah, I got uh, in around two th the end of 2015. I think it was like 400 a Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. It grew a little bit before. And that's, I mean, we jumped in right at the uh, end of that. Uh, or at the beginning of the uh, last bowl, right after the Mt. Gox flop. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Things were over, I think, 1100 at that time. And then, it went, went, well, so when you were in at 250, that was, I guess, its its previous, uh, from the previous oh. all-time high, it was its new all-time high of 250. So that was a pretty big risk to take. Yeah, it was actually, you know, um, like, if the Ouija board hadn't been telling us this stuff and been right so many times, I probably would have passed it over because I was a heavy, you know, I was into hard metals. You know, I, I like physical assets. Did you assets. use the Ouija board for your hard metal, precious metals and stuff like that? It actually did tell us to buy silver and gold, too, back in 2009. So that's what got us initially into that. And it did really well because it went to uh, 
was like fifty dollars or so, or almost fifty dollars, and we were we were doing great during that time too. That's so pretty interesting. What inspired you to even use a Ouija board for financial advice? Is there any like uh, <laughs> past relatives that were like Warren Buffett esque that you're channeling in? My wife, man. She, uh, I mean, the the stories this thing has told us about our past lives and stuff. It's just, it's actually. It's it's really interesting. I would not have guessed the things it told us, but apparently, uh, you know, she was rich in her last life, and I was a, a you know a peasant, I guess, and and uh, we had married, and she was with somebody else, and she was already a witch, and um, you know these kind of things. It, it you know a lot of people think it's like storybook kind of crap, and I did most of my life until I started seeing this shit happen, and uh, it 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 really shocks me, you know. So I. I I understand why people get weirded by it or think it's bizarre, you know, and I did too at first. I, I was like, this thing's nuts. Like, get out of here. And, until one day it actually found my keys for me, and then it started finding other things for me. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, this, there's no more to this. It's not just, it's not a coincidence. That is pretty freaking cool. It is weird, but weird is cool. And, you know, it's, when people get weirded out by shit, it's, it's lack of their own open-mindedness, shit like I agree. that. So, so what made you stumble onto blockchain technology? Like, were, were you looking for anything in particular? How did that rabbit hole journey start? Well, I've always been kind of a computer tech, you know, like uh, a nerd. You know, I, I went to college for uh, graphic design and computer science and stuff. And um, so I was already, already interested, you know, in computer tech. Um, you know, I was pretty familiar with BitTorrent and way back in the day with BearShare and all that kind of stuff, you know, torrent sharing and things. And, um, you know, it just, it had dawned, you know, that the technology was going to change the world. I was always into, you know, kind of, uh, against the, the banks, you know, against the federal reserve system. So when I saw this, I said, well, that's right up the alley. That's, that's the thing that could do it. You know, that's the one thing I don't think they can grab, you know, but I think they, they can, it just in a different sense, you know? Right now, same here. It was more like a financial political move than an, an investor type of move. I was always thinking like, well, fuck the banks, you know, not like, oh, I'm going to make more fiat. Right. So, so, um, yeah. So you started getting into the industry, into the space. And recently there's a lot of controversy surrounding you and SafeX. And you've come out with SafeEth, which uses the SafeX token as a collateral on the platform. Can you touch on a little bit of controversy there and how like maybe (laughs) it, 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 ties into what you're using their token for on your platform and uh i guess it's like some it's fair to say it's similar to like salt lending stuff like that yeah absolutely um other than the fact that um we use their token or will be using their token for collateral uh we do not have any other affiliations with them um i think our uh logo i think they're worried it bears a similar uh similarness to it but it also bears a likeness to ethereum as well um, I believe these are, um, you know, things that are work- workable through, um, but not, not, you know, I think it's more or less to just kind of explain the combination of the two tokens. Um, so, and that's what we're doing. Um, we're basically going to use the SafeX token. We're going to have an, a, a lock setting. We'll use their own wallets uh, in our platform, just like Salt Lending kind of uses the Bitcoin wallet. I think they even accept Litecoin and uh, a few others now as well. Um, so it's really no different than this. Um, it's really an opportunity to automate lending 
Uh, so that you don't like, cause you know, personally, I don't like having a bill over my head every month, you know, and even if you take out a loan with salt lending, you're going to have to go and make a payment, you know, and we're not doing what they're doing. We're not giving out fiat to people. You know, we would be lending out our token, safe F token, um, kind of like in a finger hut kind of method at first, uh, where you can use it on our, uh, market to buy decentrally, uh, de well, I guess not decentralized, but to buy using crypto. And we will be working into making um, a decentralized version of our web-based uh, uh, platform. So are you looking at being audited by any blockchain companies that do like smart contract auditing? I know Hosho in Vegas is one. I've seen a lot of their project and a lot of what they do when it comes to auditing projects that say that they're doing what you're doing and you have to go through all this uh this you know regulatory bullshit because you know it does yeah, come they're... down to mandatory KYC money laundering things like this that you have to worry about. What's that Absolutely. process been? Have you been looking forward to going and getting through all this? It's been really exciting actually. Um, I mean, I did kind of some of this stuff. Um, There's a few other tokens like I've done design for, uh, and I'm and they're not really reputable, but I did do some design work for e, e Litecoin a while back. And so I kind of did some research into what had to be done, you know, to make yourself legit. And uh, as a lending token, uh, we have a lot of um, hills, you know, to climb before we can fully launch our platform and everything. Uh, but this is something that we've been looking into. We've uh, we've been in talks with SelfKey. Um, they're another ERC20 token. They have a, an excellent wallet. Uh, for holding identification and uh, documents for KYC. And they have a chain called the KYC chain, which actually uh, we, we were talking to them just the other day about how to uh, go about um, doing the know your customer situation through them. And there's a few others as well. Um, but currently, I think what we're doing right now is with a uh, token of trust uh, platform and pretty much you submit a few uh, documents and it's not all completely set up yet uh, but it is in the process of right now so you're you're currently in ICO right right now people can invest in it or is, that, is I saw like there was a tweet out with an address a receiving address yeah it's it's a, a pre-sale not an ICO yet uh, and what we're gonna do is we're, we won't be ICOing until next year this is kind of like to test the waters to see what demand is right now because um, there's really no... you worry about any of the regulatory blowback of doing anything like this? Because in the U.S., it's sketchy. A lot of, even decentralized platforms have been hit from, you know, the SEC recently. And being a public you know, I, person doing a pre-sale of a token, you've got to be a little worried. You know, a little bit, but again, we got to remember, it's America, okay? We have rights, so... Um, here, I, I, you know, I'll do every, you know, thing I have to do to make everything legit as, as humanly possible. Um, from, you know, the know your customer to, uh, you know, all the regulation and documentation that needs to be done on our, our situation and token here. Um, but as of right now, I would kind of look at our setup as almost a mock-up because we have no real um, platform working, and we have not deployed any tokens yet. So, all right. Yeah, so you know, kind of like a business proposal. All right. Just so I wanted to touch on a little bit about the SafeX bad blood and where did that come from? Because I've seen you on crypto Twitter tweeting about them, and I've never really seen anything negative from you about that. But I, I've been 
message from the SafeX team saying, you know, that this guy slanders SafeX. And I was looking through your history on Twitter and I couldn't find much slander or anything. So uh, I don't know. I just wanted to figure out, like, where is this bad blood come from? Because it looked like you were heavily promoting it and still are on the side of, of the, you know, uh, uh, you're building a platform dependent on to. the success <laughs> of their platform. Uh, SafeX, yes. <laughs> And that's the funny thing about it is there's a lot of unruly characters on the internet these days, you know? Um, I mean, I can't say that it's, it has anything to do with the team. You know, I've always been a big fan of the team, always been a big fan of, uh, you know, their work, um, the idea behind it. Like I said, I've been behind them since 19 Satoshis. You know, I even interviewed their CEO, and uh, it went really well. Uh, Daniel, um, right? Yeah, Daniel DeBeck. And... Yeah. Um, he was he was he was kind, gent, you know, real nice gentleman. Um, but then all of a sudden, there were some turns um, because of their Discord, I suppose. Um, and people got into some mischief. They were saying a lot of things about me that were inappropriate and and posting things that were. And I took a stand, you know. I, I wasn't gonna have it because it involved my wife too, and I don't appreciate that kind of stuff. So. Um, when, when it happened, you know, I kind of let it go, but they, you know, my name just keeps getting brought back up. So I stand up for myself. That's about it. No publicity is bad publicity right there. You know what I mean? No. So, I mean, the fact but, that they're talking and, about and you. I don't even mind, you know, I don't even mind. I kind of laugh at it. I think it's a joke, you know, how upset they get at me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I see the trolls in the comment section saying uh, shit about crack pipes and stuff. And I'm like, we smoke weed. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we have a bowl, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I got a celebratory cigar. They're from Australia, bro. And down in Australia, they fear the reefer. Oh, you it's know reefer what? madness down there. Dude, I Australia has always been one of those things that blows my mind when you look at the history of Australia and how it became the civilized nation that it is from the <laughs> from fucking from utter thrown, chaos. Right, yeah. And they were all, you know, like the uh, dissidents from England thrown oh, down there. true degenerates, scumbags yeah. of the earth. That's <laughs> so where, then it's like... They don't want to talk about that, though. But, I mean, look at where you've come from and look at where you are. It's like Australia is one of the first world nations to outlaw uh, handguns as a nation. And, and look at where they're at right now because of that. But where they've come from, I mean, I feel like that they should embrace their true heritage of being the, the scumbag. No, yes. dude, it was straight up scumbags, man. Like no, they, uh, they was uh, like pirates would like send uh -huh. people and other governments would just send like the worst people to this place. And they decided to create a trade with the world trade because they were in a great situation for that. And then they decided to... Just create laws and regulate, and they they use self governance to build a government that was just like, bravo Australia, but you're all a little uptight now. You <laughs> get a couple guns. Yeah, good just for a, you. yeah, just a few. I mean, Jesus, but no, it, it's cool though. Their their history from then till now is really cool. It, um, it does kind of give you an, an, a feel for their culture. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what where I think that's all this 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 hate is coming from. But it's all right. It doesn't bother me. You know, I'm a pretty uptight or pretty upbeat guy about the uptightness. So I don't really, you know, it doesn't bother me too much. It only kind of gets to me once in a while, and I try to just take away. You know, ah, whatever. Whenever anyone in this space tries to become uptight, I I intentionally try to loosen them up. I'm just like, listen, guys. I think of Roger. I think of Roger every time. I can't help it. <laughs> it ain't so serious, all right? It's yeah, it's not that serious. Yeah, you'll never make it out alive if you take it that serious. 
<laughs> Nobody makes it out alive, Ken. Nobody. Uh, Ken with a double N. <laughs> so Safex <laughs> is um, a decentralized marketplace that that doesn't quite exist yet right now. It's still in the, the yeah, works. Yeah, they're kind of doing a launch, right? Right. Like right now, I think they're in the middle. They're in the middle of migrating from an old Bitcoin safe exchange coin to the new SafeX token. Okay. And so that SafeX token will bear dividends in the name of SafeX Cash. And that's how we're accepting our payments. So if I'm holding SafeX, uh, depending on how much SafeX I'm holding, I'll earn SafeX Cash while people are using the platform uh, for the decentralized marketplace. So transaction fees will pay my, my dividends through this. Yes. Through a five percent fee through every transaction, it's an amazing system. It's you know, five percent transaction fee. So, what percentage goes to the network? What percentage goes to the stakeholders? What percentage goes back into the company? Do you know any of this? So, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty much divvied out by um, that five percent only goes to the SafeX token holders, proportionately uh, proportionately to what they're holding. Does okay. that make sense? No, it does. So, it the does. more you're holding. Is it doing this again? No, no, we're good. We're good. Oh, no. We were good. <laughs> we were good. I wanted to dive into decentralized marketplaces and how things like Silk Road truly inspired this concept. And, you know, it, it does fuel the the use case of, of Bitcoin, right, or cryptocurrencies, this this decentralized currency that is really, we're, as end users, we're asking central points of markets to adopt, right? We're asking, hey, Walmart, adopt this decentralized currency. Um, it doesn't really benefit them, right? So I, I do see a lot of use in like utility tokens when it comes to things like, you know, stores accepting their own token for reasons that you hold, say, the SafeX and you get SafeX cash. You hold Walmart token, you get Walmart cash or whatever, you know, um, reasons to keep your your currency in their economy. But to truly push for decentralization, we have to have these decentralized marketplaces, get rid of the central points of, of marketplaces. And it's really cool to, you know, it, it started from the Silk Road, you know, from the bottom. And now we're here where it's more legit and people want to see platforms like like decentralized marketplaces exist where are we at i hear him calling let's see if that works sorry about this guys Hey, there you go. Hey, sorry about that. Hey, Again, dude, no another, worries, man. Another weird internet fart. Uh, so I uh, just wanted to recap and bring bring you where I kind of was with the audience there a second ago. I was just wondering what your thoughts are on you know decentralized marketplaces and how like things like Silk Road kind of inspired this concept of you know a trustless and verified the you know anonymous decentralized ability to trade goods and services for this 
also matching decentralized anonymous currency. It's, you know, it goes hand in hand. Without something like Silk Road, we wouldn't really have a use or a need for this currency other than asking centralized marketplaces to accept our decentralized currencies. Right. And, that, you know, that's the whole key to freeing everything from the Federal Reserve System is uh, a decentralized marketplace. There can't be... Um, uh, you, you can't expect that we're going to be able to use, uh, okay, the old saying, when one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, you know, that's that's kind of the thing here, you know. It will be that way with a market that accepts them. You know, that's what we're, the only thing we're really doing, uh, we're trying to promote the idea of using Bitcoin directly. Don't go cash out in a fiat. When you do that and you cash it out in a fiat, you're actually empowering the government, the, the Federal Reserve System, okay? Yep. John, John McAfee understands that too. You know, I, I think that's why he has spoken highly about SafeX and is a SafeX holder too, because I think he knows, you know, and it's not just, you know, people aren't just thinking uh, about the drug market, but that's something that we're going to have to face. You know, well, that's, the that's drug a market for the should have a place, you know, you know what I mean? I, I, I totally agree that, you know, things like Silk Road, gave a uh, there we go we lost him again but yeah like i was saying places like silk road they made it possible for you know people that wanted to indulge or even medicate or go on you know a, a spiritual journey uh, a safer way to do so than back alleys dealing with cash and possibly guns and knives involved you know um the the fact that the government is is uh regulating heavily on the drug market flourishes the possibilities of using decentralized means of market right it's it's um a cause and effect cause and effect there let's see if we can try to call him in again might possibly have to cut this short guys sorry again but hey if you want to come on the podcast and just shoot this shit talk about crypto video games sex work gambling drugs rock and roll what the fuck ever uh go over to my twitter at kenneth bozak and you can click on that link i'll probably put a link in the description box below you can click on that link and you can come on the podcast and we can do a chat whatever All right, you just got yourself blocked, American Crypto, because you're being a douchebag. Hey, dude, how goes it? Oh, it goes. This is my normal life, brother. Keeps (laughs) keeps going. Going. Yeah. There, there are some tricky, tricky people out there in this little internet world. It's funny as I have a brand new router. Oh, really? Yes, brand new, right out of the box. That's a bummer, bro. Oh, wait, I'm hearing a bit of a uh, relay there. All right, it went away. That's weird. Oh, you know what? You probably took your headphones out. No worries, though. So um, I I wanted to talk again, catch up on uh, where we left off with the... The drug market, because that is a, a, an entire economy that needs a decentralized marketplace because it has no other marketplace. Also, even pharmaceutical drugs have now been like 
forged and faked and could be harmful if if not dangerous oh, and much. you know yeah. just uh for for people to get illegally and i'm not talking about just like you know from molly mdma ecstasy and cannabis i'm talking birth no. control in some places yeah. it's not legal okay. um even even uh fucking antibiotics dude you can't get antibiotics yeah. over the counter you have to have insurance and you have to pay a doctor for the doctor to give you a prescription to then go pay the pharmacist another fee so there's a lot of barriers to entry and costs to getting medication when you're sick and even then you're at risk of getting fake stuff um whatever and you go off black market now you're probably not even getting anything close to what you thought you were getting you're getting ripped off or robbed so there's a huge need for a a verified you know reputation-based marketplace for drugs in general pharmaceuticals from psychedelics to medical yeah, and they from should, everything you're right they should be trying to be hiding it they should be trying to uh you know figure out who's doing it right you know yep. and that, that makes sense to keep people safe and that's what we're not seeing on things like you know or, or what it was the alpha bay or you know those drug markets that were on dark web you know that's that's the kind of thing that you didn't see, you know, people die from, you know, I mean, everybody wants to make a quick buck out there. Right. But that's, yeah. that's, somebody has got to be in charge of it. Somebody's yeah. got to be saying, no, this person is good. Yeah. And that's why we build these, and, these centralized platforms where people earn reputation based on their interactions precisely. with the environment. You start from the, you know, uh, a trade here and you work your way up to bigger trades, bigger reputations. But people, you know, uh, even what was it? Backpage. Backpage was shut down recently yeah. and it heavily affected the sex worker industry. You know, more women have been assaulted and men have been assaulted, victimized, abused since the downside because people would go to this place and give their their johns, for lack of a better word, I, I'd say, <laughs> you know, a, a, a review. And people could could say that this is a trustworthy person to be with in right. private or, hey, maybe avoid this Watch person. Watch out. They're going to kill you. Yeah. Exactly. But they lost that ability to build a reputation based economy. And, you know, that's why I like these these concepts of decentralized marketplaces. And I support them. Maybe not financially. I don't I openly and publicly do not hold SafeX. I, I don't invest in any of those platforms personally, but I will be the first user to go on there and, and try to contribute as far as rating, reviewing and, and maybe even yeah, purchasing. Absolutely. But I, I, I you know, but everybody has a, a place in, in that and uh Maybe you have some old, you know, uh, penicillin in your in your cabinet. You could save a life in Venezuela and earn some satoshis on it. You know, it's it's very empowering stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest part about the blockchain. You know, I mean, we literally break borders down because now there's a way to do things where you couldn't do it before. You couldn't even get a hold of somebody in Venezuela. You oh know, yeah. Just, my favorite was, thing to say is I can send a million dollars to a guy in North Korea and nobody can stop me because Bitcoin, bitch. Not even Donald Trump. Nobody. Nothing. Nobody. I may see recourse if I get caught because Bitcoin isn't truly anonymous. It's synonymous at best based on the actions, VPN and all this stuff. And you want to make sure you're using but a... That's where SafeX is coming in. Okay. Oh. So another aspect of their token is that it performs um, ghost transactions. Could you explain ghost transactions a little bit? Because a lot of people aren't familiar with anything except for completely anonymous or synonymous transactions. Okay, from what I understand, um, the ghost transactions involved, I, I don't think you can look up anybody's specific uh, SafeX cash address using any way 
form, so you can't go see anybody's balances. Now, you can ghost transaction means it won't show up on the network, but you can still get a, uh, a transaction verification to give to the recipient. Hmm. So how would that work on a, a public ledger where you wouldn't be able to see the sending address to do a back check on? Because if I send you any cryptocurrency, you'd be able to see in your receiving address the, the sending, and then you should be able to look into that sending address and see the transactions that have been in and out and be able to do... I that. guess this is a, a complete intention for complete an, a, anonymity. Uh, you have the option of doing this or not doing it. I like I like having that opt in opt out and not having been told what to do, especially when it comes to anonymity and um, you know a Absolutely. lot of because a lot Nobody of companies and projects to. won't won't use something if they have to be anonymous <coughs> because of regulations they have certain obligations to uphold with foregoing financial transactions. So if it's too private, depending on what state and country you're in. You may already be, you know, out of an option because you're private. They can't even use you. That's why I have mixed feelings about my Monero and my Dash because I, I, I see the Monero privacy being so thick that it really appeals to the cartel, not so much the banks. The banks can go with some privacy when they opt into business-to-business -business transactions or larger amounts where people are, you know, paying for this with a probably like an auditor right in the same room when they send millions of dollars and dash through a private Insta-send. Um, have, um, have you heard of the Paradise Papers, Ken? No. What's that? The Paradise Papers is uh, some papers that were released. <laughs> uh, I guess they were not released. They were they were um, uh, kind of like uh, uh, you know found and, and distributed to people. Um, but they, they were showing how all these major companies and government heads we're uh, trying to do um, backdoor deals and in very large numbers. And some of them being companies as well known as like Microsoft and stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, it, you should look into the Paradise Papers because I think that, you know, everybody has the need for anonymity. I think we're just looking at a power struggle right now, you know? Yeah, and, they don't want us all to have the power of anonymity no, at all. And they don't want us to be able to do Not it. Not <laughs> at fucking all. That's actually what scares them the most. Um, you know, they don't I, I feel like regulators and government officials, all these people in power, they could really care less about the decentralization aspect of the freedom of sending the money wherever. What they don't like is not knowing who owns what and how much of what and who's doing what with who. And that's where they're just gonna that and, and with chainalysis uh and what Binance is doing by incorporating chainalysis, a lot of these companies and these decentralized wallets are utilizing chainalysis to help build this like this NSA level of like blockchain data where they're going to be able to figure out from any point in time who's who what 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 wallet I feel like we're going to lose anonymity in the future coming soon we're not going to have it because that's what they're going to fight for they can't that's... stop decentralization they can't stop open source but they can stop anonymity they they can they can unless we they can use... try I sure can't try. We need try. a decentralized internet a, is what we really need. Here's the worst part is the biometrics because you're going to have a real hard time hacking biometrics in the future. Oh, and that would be the KYC. Facebook mandatory binary, bi, uh, biometric login. Bios. 
Yeah. Uh, where you have to log in on a on a device that's connected to the internet, either Retina or fingerprint, for, for mm-hmm. sure. And they're gonna tell you in the terms and services that it's for your safety. We've yeah. upgraded and we've made this mandatory. And then now Facebook owns everybody's fingerprint, which I'm sure they have, but they can't use. Right? They have to wait till they have everyone's permission. Uh, right. So you know that's what they're gonna do. That's a security theater 101. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it everywhere, too. Not just Facebook. I mean, even um, Twitter's a little bit better about it, but I wouldn't. They all they're all collecting your data. Well, Jack's more likely. I feel everyone's thinking, oh, Facebook's going to buy Coinbase and Facebook's going to do this with their own coin. And I really feel like Jack is the one who may make that first move when it comes to incorporating a a. Uh, an incentive rewards mechanism for Twitter for like, you could maybe upvote with a Twitter token or something on somebody's tweet or uh, retweet it with, with some kind of power currency behind it. Tip, tip bot. Yeah. Something Twitter is going to, because so many are already built on Twitter. Those Twitter Twitter tip bots are powerful. I mean, dude, imagine the power of a charity starting a Twitter account. And then being able to accept, you know, what already has. I mean, Ripple has one. Bitcoin Cash has one. Um, Ethereum Foundation. Ethereum has that uh, me. That's a really cool one. Or me, yeah, Me. Uh, there's so many ways on Twitter alone to send, you know, value from one person to another. I'm really waiting for these charities that use GoFundMe and Kickstarter to just start a Twitter account, use Periscope, and use proof of charity. Like, show oh, me on a live yeah. stream that you need this and that you're receiving it and that you're using it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And that would be the best way to do it, because how better else could you help somebody and know you've been helping them? And in third world countries, your money doesn't go where it needs to go. Never, never, never has, never will. It's it's of such a for profit charity. It's not a charity. It's a business. And they run it like like a Salvation Army. Have you ever walked into a Salvation Army and got anything for free? No, and unfortunately, I do shop at like Salvation Armies and thrift stores and stuff to stay thrifty and frugal in in this bear market. But I do know that they're not the 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 most supportive. I mean, the Salvation Army isn't even part of the Salvation Army like that. It's just no. a really cool name. Like the Federal Reserve has nothing yeah. to do with the federal government. <laughs> just federal a fancy government. name. So it's it is market manipulation in a sense. Uh, but it's Mind. almost manipulation. Remember, they're after your mind. Yeah, well, once they have your perspective, you know, they can pretty much guide you to their agenda uh, very easily. That's pretty much what you see on the entire, um, like, computer, telly, everything, everywhere you go. I mean, that's that's everything. You know, open a magazine, they're telling you how to dress, what to wear, how to behave, you know, everything. Yeah, especially, in, well, I, I don't know, recently I'm starting to see that kind of spew into crypto where, you know, at World uh, World CryptoCon even and Money 2020 and all these other events, people were ragging on the people in crypto like myself who kind of dress a little colorful and saying it makes crypto look bad. I'm like, you thinking crypto looks bad makes crypto look makes bad. Makes crypto look bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need anybody to look good and talk about it or look bad or dress up or, you know, people bad are like... People make the dollar look bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's funny because, like, as soon as I saw, I was at Money 2020 in Vegas recently, I saw the Federal Reserve had a booth. They were promoting themselves at Money 2020. Are you kidding me? No, dude, it was like 
So I was sitting there walking by and I had to do a double take. And I was like, wait, I was like, you're the federal reserve. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're the federal reserve. And I'm like, straight up you're here oh i would have had a field day with that one so yeah i made a little video and i was like you know the federal reserve is a scam they're not a federal entity and if you actually looked into it since recent audits they haven't reserved much of anything they have contributed to the biggest interest deficit ever like they just inflate the they're the evil is not evil without debt it's impossible for our system to di- see. That's that's why you have to pay back more than a uh, so you know hundred really, percent of what your loan is. You know we're really successful then if we're at a twenty trillion dollar debt, right? Like we're just killing yeah. it then. Oh yeah, we need to we're get that up to a hundred trillion. It's all right. We'll be great. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? It's great until until Venezuela, <laughs> until uh, until Venezuela and Brazil and. Iran and all these other countries start trading digital currencies for oil and opting out of the petrodollar because that's what's happening. Was it Russia or Germany that recently said that they're looking to leave the SWIFT banking language and system? I think it was Germany, but hey, don't don't quote me on yeah, it. Yeah, it could have been Germany. It could have been Russia. It's one or the other. But yeah, con- government in Venezuela created the Petro coin, which is a centralized piece of shit. But it's still an experiment in the right direction. If you're asking me, at least they're one trying. Step. One and Dash has capitalized on that very well in Venezuela. I think they're at like three thousand merchants accepting Dash now because the government tried to introduce this currency that was a cryptocurrency that didn't really take off in their own country. And then Dash was like, "Hey, remember that shitcoin? Well, we got one too." And they like showed uh-huh. them how to use it. Yeah, and you know that's what's going to happen over and over again. That's just an example because people ultimately aren't going to choose the government shitcoin. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. We have the choice. They can't. For- I mean. They, they can only control the ins and outs, right? I mean, if you go to a local business now, like a tattoo shop or a barber shop, you can get a cash, you know, transaction that isn't taxed. They won't say nothing to nobody. And in the future, that will be the equivalent of saying no to the centralized government cryptocurrency and saying yes to the decentralized Bitcoin or whatever it is that they prefer to accept without the tax transaction under the table. And, you know, they don't... And- Craigslist kind of does that for cash right now, you know. You, oh no, I mean, Craigslist does it Craigslist for Bitcoin. Stuff. Did you see this? Yeah, and cryptocurrency accepted. Yeah, and that that they're gonna they're gonna move towards more cryptocurrency too. So you know, when people see Craigslist five years from now, don't be surprised when they have wallets. Dude, I'm such a fan of blockchain. I want to tokenize everything. Cra- Craigslist will have their own token because they they have the the the, the, mm-hmm. the community in. Greg Wright's Craigslist. a genius. He knows what he's doing. Craigslist? Yeah, Craig's right. Craig Wright, the uh, owner. Craig Wright owns Craigslist? Or not Craig Wright. I'm sorry. Uh, Craig. Um, I was yeah, so lost. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had his name. On, yeah, it got him on my Twitter, too. I, I was just thinking about Craig Wright. Oh, man. I'm, I'm always thinking about that guy. But like in like a, a, a 1960s cartoon, like Anvil landing on someone's head kind of way. Like, I don't want him to die. I just want to see him <laughs> fall down an up escalator, you know, and I, I want to see him hurt in a comical way. Uh, but yeah, um, fuck that guy. <laughs> Have you been checking on that fork recently? Uh, it's kind of an, a, a non-event shit show. He's promised so much and delivered nothing. Um, yeah, I've kind of been following on Twitter here and I, I mean, I like the popcorn and Michael Jackson thing, you know, just kind of sitting back watching and smiling because it, it, it's just so much drama going on right there. 
It, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, Craig Newmark. That's the owner of Craigslist. Craig's I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could see them tokenizing that platform with the community they have and the reputation that has been built on all the users as far as yeah. buyers and sellers and all of that. Well, I mean, if they decentralize their, their website, they turn an application out that says, this is Craigslist app. Okay. Right. But now what you he... can use this on your desktop. It's decentralized. Yeah, but from a business aspect, that's stupid. You know what I mean? So now we have to figure out how to STO, get people an airdrop as a fair users, do burns. This is the future of companies' conversations that they're going to have because they're going to want to decentralize because somebody's going to take your baby. They're going to open source it. They're going to decentralize it. They're going to copy and paste it, and they're going to make it you know, 100 times, and people are going to choose which ones they want to use. And if you want them to use yours first, you better be the first to decentralize and open source your shit and build the reputation now. First, early mover advantage, like, you know, the Facebook, the MySpace situations, you know, um, you got to be early to it. I don't, I don't want to see, or I do kind of, I do kind of want to see like these garage ideas, like, you know, these ICO Bezos ideas, you know, that these projects similar to like what you're doing. If it does work out, fucking A, you know, good for you, good for everybody benefiting from its existence. But, you know, uh, uh, for for the, the ability to do something like that, it's pretty huge. I just uh, don't know if I want to see already successful companies move in or if I want to see ideas become more successful and overthrow. And we lost Joe again. All right, we're going to try this one more time. And, um, yeah, we're going to wrap things up, I guess, coming up in the next couple minutes. Uh, yeah, Crypto Joe's a pretty weird dude. Uh, known from Crypto Twitter. I've seen one or two of his YouTube videos with the Ouija board and his wife. And it is really fun stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool if you're in the, you know, weird. Yeah, I am. I'm a weird dude myself. Um, yeah, you know, smoke a blunt. Check him out. Check out his videos. I... Uh, don't know much about SafeX other than it is a decentralized marketplace that is building its platform still. It, it doesn't exist yet. And what Joe is doing is building SafeF, which is a platform that also doesn't exist yet, that will be using the SafeX token as a way for collateral on the platform, similar to like site lending. Hey, there you go. All right, cool. Just trying to do like a recap of everything. So, um, again, just a recap. Why don't you let everybody know again a little bit about like uh, who you are, what you're doing in this space, what you're going to be doing moving forward with SafeF, and um, yeah, where they can find you and your content. Okay, so uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be decentralized lending, and we're going to do this in a way that will automate your payments. And um, hopefully, I'm not going to give any projections because it, I, I never like giving projections, especially because I could be wrong on when things happen and things like that. I just kind of take, take it as it comes. Uh, but what we're trying to do is we're going to try to have this accomplished, and we're doing this over at safexmarket.io. That's safexmarket.io. So, um, so is that related to SafeX, the project? No, it's just the URL. Oh, so are you are you semi trolling them? Because it sounds like it. I, I would no. It's it's because we only accept SafeX as collateral. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. So that's so you're not even doing Bitcoin or or Ethereum even. 
No, absolutely not. We will not be accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Doji, nothing for collateral, but the SafeX token. Not even SafeX Cash, just the SafeX token. And uh, so from there on the platform, if I'm holding SafeX token, what what's my benefit? You will receive uh, you'll, your choice. You'll be able to choose. Uh, we're kind of leveraging against SafeX token. So you'll be able to, um, depending on how much you put in, uh, be able to pull out twice as much in uh, SafeX uh, or five times as much or ten times as much in safe F and it'll depend on the interest rate too that you want and how long you need it for. All right. And so both of these currencies though are volatile. So safe X would have one volatility and safe F would have a corresponding totally different volatility. How would that balance out? You know, is, is it sustainable or is it uh, financially like uh, beneficial to give up safe X for another token? Is it, is it, I'm just saying, is it based on like the amount of safe eth or is it based on the value of it corresponding to the value of safe X? Um, I would say that they both will have different values because they work totally different um, and on different platform. Um, ours will be more valued. Um, you'll be able to. Damn it. I wanted to know. All right. Well, we'll figure this out. Might have to do one of these, pre-record it, and then upload it later and do editing. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to figure out exactly how the safest eth token will be used as opposed to the safe X token on the decentralized marketplace. Like why would I, cause I could earn safe X cash if I hold safe X on the SafeX platform, right? So as people use the decentralized marketplace, I can earn safe X cash because of the 5% transaction fees and blah, blah, blah. But will safe F have any use? You know what I mean? Like, why, why would I want to give up my SafeX and instead of get SafeX cash, get SafeEth? Um, I don't know. It kind of... There you go. Yeah, I just put you on your, my, my cellular network. All right, so what they I was saying to the audience uh, was, I was just curious, what's the, the, the incentive? I uh, see the incentive on the SafeX platform to hold SafeX and get SafeX cash because it's recognized on the platform that's a decentralized marketplace. It has liquidity. What what kind of utility or liquidity does SafeEth offer? Why would I use SafeX on your platform and earn SafeEth instead of just staking it on SafeX and getting SafeX cash. That's like, what's the because cause and you'll effect? Get more, you'll get, okay, so say you only get, say you stake a few tokens of SafeX and you get a few tokens of SafeX cash. What we're offering is say 10 times what you would get. So instead of having to wait to get that money in SafeX cash, you can put it over at our platform and have an alternative base to use to shop with and that that it would be like credit on the blockchain so okay so you're gonna have a decentralized marketplace like a competing decentralized marketplace where safe eth would be recognized for goods we're not going to be competing 
we will be also found on their marketplace as well. So oh, you'll so be able like to open. Okay, like a store on a marketplace. Or like, like a, eBay. Like a mall. It's like a mall. And yeah, you have other stores exactly. inside. Or like a, an Amazon where you can open a, an account. They call them title markets. We will have our own title market there as well. Our store right now is just because that doesn't exist. So that's kind of what I've been sure. talking about on a few of my other interviews where, you know, people have have to figure out how do you incentivize people to hold a value in in your economy. You know, if you have a strip mall, a mini mall or anything like that where there's multiple businesses in a small location, that'll pay the same tenant. You know, they're, they're all or the landlord. They're all the same tenant, different tenants of the same landlord. The money all goes to the same place. How do they build a, a, a way to, for customers to keep value in a pot? And that's sort of like what that sounds similar to, like a decentralized marketplace like SFX. And then you could build these other economies, a sub-economy that has their own agreements within that that governance. Yes. And I don't think they, I don't even think the most of their community even realizes the full potential of their token yet. It's kind of like Ethereum. You know, when Ethereum came out, nobody uh, saw that you were going to build a whole bunch of other uh, companies on the Ethereum uh, blockchain, you know, but all of a sudden after it started blowing up and it started blowing up because all these companies started coming in, you know, you started seeing, you know, things like Veritasium and Populous and, you know, Salt Lending and, you know, just a ton of ERC-20 tokens. And that's what started that, that soaring off and made it into an e ecosystem. Even okay? Salt Lending well, kind of left us in a, you know, with a bad taste in our mouth for uh, the ironic term of use. Give them time. Give them time. They had, everybody goes through some growing pains. And um, from what I understand, I my personal opinion, they'll be over $200 a token eventually. Wow. Yeah, I mean, well, salt, salt. If they do what they they promise and said they were mm -hmm. gonna do, I see that they, they have do have automate. the potential. They have to automate. When but, they automate, I see that possible. Yeah, yeah, but is that something that's in their legal ability as a company? That's why I feel like people need to stop trying to be the fucking in the limelight too much, man. These need to be decentralized, anonymous projects. Because I, I worry about the. Hmm. You see. If you don't test these laws and you don't try to push and change them, then they'll never get changed. That's true too. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You gotta you gotta push back in order to set the line a little farther than when they drew it last. Part of being American, man. All right. So uh, I guess we're gonna wrap things up before the powers that be try to disconnect us again here on Skype. Again. Yeah, man. <laughs> I gotta ask the I Ouija board for forgiveness. I'm the most well, I love you, bro. You're weird enough to come on my show anytime you want. Um, well, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna check out more in the SafeX. I I know that it's it's it doesn't exist yet. It's still an idea in in concept. Now is time. I'm not gonna ever say anything bad, but that token is gonna explode one day. So even I think if you I saw it at like a penny right now, right? What's it at? Yeah, yeah, it's a penny right now, but that's not the same token. That's the Safe Exchange coin. The SafeX token hasn't been listed yet. So that's that's a big deal. Right now, they're there. You can exchange the safe X ca uh, safe exchange coins for safe X token and safe X cash right now using their their new wallet. 
Okay, I want to check it because I like um, I like decentralized marketplaces. I like things that are like uh, decentralized re replacements for things like even like what Augur's doing with prediction markets mm -hmm. and uh, Steam's yeah. doing with oh. blogging. Uh, I'm really interested in these platforms, and uh, I want I want people to check them out. You know, like everybody says, everything's a scam, and and that's fine. Everything no. is a scam. No, it is though. Sometimes Everything. If you if you were to live long enough, if you were to live long enough, everything would have scammed you on your way here. You know what I mean? Even yeah. that, even even that horse and buggy you invested in was a scam. If you think about it, if you live you know, long enough, everything disappoints you. you. Called out BitConnect from the beginning. That's what I really like about you. You were there saying, you know what? This ain't gonna work. Dude, it's I not sustainable. Fuck, dude, imagine if I sold out. I could have had I could have had so many people on that stupid downline, dude. It was so disgusting. That scam was so and now I think the new ones that initiative Q where they're just trying to collect emails and they're offering like two grand to everybody. It's fucking weird, man. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like come on, that's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally gonna work. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like what I'm saying is you have to, you have to give scam, everything you know? everything that you believe is worthwhile a shot. That's all. Like even if even if it might be a scam, I, I want a decentralized marketplace to exist. So I have to hope that it works, you know? And uh, if not oh, this, then something else. Yeah, I think I think the community is just waiting for it, you know? Why would you want to move your money onto a BitPay card or, or an e-card or any of those kind of cards, you know, and and have to, you know, pay an extra fee on top of that? So, yeah, shopping with Bitcoin directly is definitely a big part of the future and not just Bitcoin, but all the other all the other cryptos out there that are, are you know, uh, uh, I'd have to say w within a certain amount of time. But, yeah, d definitely all at least the top 20 cryptos. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, the non-fungible ones, too. I'd like to see, like, more decentralized marketplaces for these uh, collectibles on the blockchain, you know, where people can trade Decentraland properties and Crypto Kitties. So I could trade you a couple Crypto Kitties There's for some property. It's, like, called Swift Demand. And I, I haven't seen their token launch or anything yet, but right now you can do things and earn money and shop directly on their market with just doing stuff like uh tasks and stuff oh cool see yeah that's where people yeah. are going to gamify it that's attention economy you're going to gamify the user's interaction yeah and then they get rewards all right man well look thanks for coming on bro bro i appreciate it i got all your links in the description box below people can check you out on twitter um shout out to my sponsors satoshi's ball december 15th that's going to be in ottawa at the collab space shout out to just learn crypto stroking tokens that's strokingtokens.com where they're going to be decentralizing the crowdsourcing ability to create bounties for adult content creators so shout out to all my sponsors who make all this crap possible for me to just open source my podcast to anybody and everybody that wants to come on. So uh, let everybody know a little bit again about yourself. If you want, if we left anything out, what anything they should know where they can find you or whatever, and we'll wrap it up here. My name is Joey crypto. I am the CEO of safe S that's S A F E T H. Our call letters are S A F and our website is the safe or excuse me, safe X market dot io 
All right, guys, check them out. Check it out. Let me know what you think in the description box below. Uh, pound that thumbs up button. Click subscribe. Flick the alert bell. It's right next to subscribe so you get notifications every time I go live. I will be doing a video streaming with strangers once a day, every day till forever, I guess, until people stop wanting Locked to talk in. to me. <laughs> so uh, book book yourself a time to come on the podcast. Head on over to my Twitter at Kenneth Bozak and the pin tweet. Click on the link. You can book yourself to come on and talk about your project your thoughts or just the shoot the shit in general maybe you're new to the space i can even give you some kind of uh consulting and how to get in how to get out how to use crypto we can do it live on the air and for free all right crypto joey thanks again bro bro have a day youtube